evening, good evening, and welcome back to the Know Your Role Player Podcast. I'm your host, G215Forever. Follow your boy on IG, and on my IG page is the podcast page. That's Know Your Role Player underscore podcast, or you can hashtag K-N-O-W-Y-A-R-O-L-E-P-L-A-Y-E-R. The best way that you can listen to this podcast is to download the Anchor app, right? And so once you download the Anchor app, whether you have Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, Google Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, CastBox, and many Overcast, and many, many more, you will get notifications when new episodes like the one you're listening to are currently up and as soon as they're ready to play. All right? Guys, welcome back. Today is Saturday. July 24th, all right? 24th, that's the Kobe day. All right, we have a guest. Got my guest man, French. Say what's up to the people. What up, everybody? All right, y'all. We ain't playing no games. Uh, to go over the order of the show, we're going to finish the second part. So this is part two of our mock draft. We're probably going to do... I'm going to say we're going to try to do two more, all right? We'll try to do two more mock drafts. The draft is next week. So, yeah, we definitely want to at least do two more mock drafts. Uh, a lot of trades going to it. Uh, French, how do you feel about the draft and everything, man? So, I feel good, but I'm hearing some things out of Houston. Um, just for the fans to know that Houston's potentially willing to trade all three first-round picks and a player to Detroit to get Cade Cunningham. You want him that bad? Wow. Listen, he's from Oklahoma, right on the board. If Houston drops. I mean, you can't ask for a better story, so. Okay, so we left off on what, pick 15? Yes. 15. I am up, pick 15. Give me one second. Boogada boogada boom. All right. Pick 15. I got the Washington Wizards, correct? All right. So for pick 15, I am going to go with Trey Murphy Jr., a 6'9 forward from Virginia. Um, French, you was just talking about Houston being very thirsty, trading up almost all their assets to be able to get a guy like Kay Cunningham. Yeah, so it's that's a rumor right now. Um, mm-hmm. They're trying to get it confirmed from somebody in the front office from Houston. But it's a lot, but it would be more than basketball if they did it. I was saying he's from that area, that Oklahoma-Texas border. Um, they would sell out, you know, every game. He's so, all, that'd be his hometown area. Before we get into the draft, I don't know if you agree with me, but I think this is going to be like a really big draft as far as trades. Um we're not going to get to the specific trades, but I'm going to say at least three notable players, like decent all-star level players are getting traded because after the draft, it's going to be much harder because teams are just going to focus on free agency. The draft is the night where you can get those assets. What do you think? Yeah, no, I expect there to be some very uh, trade-heavy playoff contenders. Mm. So, All right, so we're going to jump back into what you said it was my pick, correct? Yes, 15 Wizards. All right, 15 Wizards. Uh, you know, if I'm the Wizards, I'm just taking – I think they need more three-point shooting. Uh, I think the guy that they have is trash. I like Trey Murphy from Virginia, a junior 6'9", 
shooting guard, uh, 206 pounds, shot 43.3% from the three-point line. Um, a really good 3 and D player, guards his position well. Like I said, not the highest guy with the highest ceiling, but I think he has a, low, a high floor. Like, he'll be a good, solid, serviceable player. French, talk to the people about Trey Murphy. So, yeah, I mean, Trey Murphy wasn't originally at Virginia. He's another one of those uh, D1 transfers. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing about him is he's super consistent. So when you're starting to pick in the mid-first round, like, you have to remember, Giannis was picked 15, yep. you know, eight years ago. So this is where you can either really take a reach, right? You're a team that's decent, where you could reach for somebody with potential, or you could take a solid He's a solid player. He, right. he's Portis. Um, where in, in terms of is going to come off the solid, uh, consistent seventh man kind of in the rotation, isn't going to start, I don't think, right away. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, he's, he's a really solid player, and there's room for improvement. Mm. Like, he, he hasn't hit his ceiling, but I don't think there's a lot of where he's at right now mm-hmm. in terms of uh, potential. So I think ultimately, you know, you're looking at a guy that might be in the league for 10 years and give you 10 and 8 a night. Ain't nothing wrong with that. All right, you got the uh, number <clears throat> next pick. All right, so we're going 16, and we're going back to uh, OKC because they have so many picks in the first round, and I think they're going to stick with the guard. I think they have enough wing players right now. Mm-hmm. I think they go Sharif Kuh. Mm. So, some people right? To me, this is because coming out of high school where he was ranked on the big boards was and to be honest, some eligibility issues in college the whole season. We'd be top 10 pick. Um, I think you're definitely can pass, definitely can push tempo, and would be a good jump shooter. That's the question right. with him. Can, can he shoot? Yeah, I was going to throw it in there because, you know, when I see Sharif Cooper and I watched him like a decent amount of tape on him, his passing, I think he's the best passer in the draft. Um, but I don't – his shot is, is, is going to be a problem. It's going gonna, it's gonna to have to legitimately get worked on. That's why he didn't go higher. He'd be top ten if he had a good shot. All right, so I am going to go next. I have pick number 17. I have the Memphis Grizzlies. Mm. Now, listen, y'all. Y'all know Memphis. They like to take guys that can play. <laughs> they like to take guys that they know they can get somebody that can do some good. Right now, I am going to say Chris Duarte from Oregon. Okay. Right? I just think Memphis likes to take guys that are high energy, high IQ player. Listen, I know this guy is an older player, but he can play, all right? Shot 42% from the three off of 5.5 attempts, all right? That's good value, all right? As y'all all remember, Oregon did really well last season in the tournament. Uh, and they had, a lot of, they had a lot of good players, but he definitely always stood out to me. Like I said, he's a guy that's going to come in. He can score. He can handle the ball a little. He is a professional basketball player. Chris, talk to the people about Chris Duarte. So if everybody remembers, he was one of my sleepers. Um, I like him a lot. I think he could be a starting one in the NBA right away, to be honest. Mm. disagree with you. I don't think this is going to go that way, mm-hmm. but I don't know how well he would blend with uh, John Morant, 
but it's a possibility, right? Well, so, he's six six, so he is, you know, he could, play, he could definitely play the two, and he can shoot. So that's the yeah. Nobody stays up and watches Oregon, and some of the games are at like eleven o'clock at night on the west Co- west coast time. So this kid was shooting over forty percent for his career. His career, he's an older kid, right? He's not a freshman. Uh, I think he's like a junior or senior. Forty yep. percent for your career is insane in college. Insane. Off a of good kid. value too. Yeah, he can shoot, and he can shoot not off the dribble. He can shoot off the catch, which is you know a big thing in the NBA for a lot of these kids because you're a chance. First of all, a lot of these rookies, you're not getting your shot off the dribble. A lot of you mm. aren't good like that. So you got to find other ways to score. Yes, sir. You up next, brother? All right. So since you, yeah. See. And if yep. nobody's it's my third pick for OKC in the first round, somehow I got all three times. Um, and what OKC do to bolster that uh, backcourt, and I think another way to shoot it, and this okay. that we have dropping right now, and that's Corey Kispert. Mm. I like it. And I do think real is going to drop in the draft. Because we said that him, the question with him is athleticism. People don't know if he's going to get cooked on defense slower than Duncan Robinson. Okay, as much as I knock Duncan Robinson, Duncan Robinson is cover people. I don't know if his words that bad, but he can shoot. And if you put right. him on that OKC team with some of those guys that can space the floor for you now, you know OKC might have. Yeah, um, like I said, with a guy like Corey Kispert, to me, um, I do I do question that fit a little bit because, you know, Oklahoma City is so big on his upside and all the guys they take are like uh, projects. You think – why do you think they would go with a guy that's pretty much a solid foundation or they know what he's going to do? So I think right now they're kind of stuck in no man's land, right? So mm-hmm. it's great. Like Sam Presti, when he had the, like a whole bunch of picks before, people remember Westbrook, Harden, Durant. Cool. I don't think he can do that again because I don't think other GMs are as bad as they were back then. So I think OKC is kind of in no man's land where their picks are in the middle of this first round. And I think at a certain point, which is why like their last pick here, I think they're just going to go with a guy that they know what he's going to be at the next level. You know, Kispert can shoot, right? You know, mm-hmm. he can hopefully, you know, you're hoping that he's JJ Reddick mm-hmm. at the next level which is big. If he can be J.J. Redick, that's huge. But with him, it's about can you get him into shape? Right. You know, college shape and NBA shape, for guys that don't know, for role players, it's huge. It really makes or breaks a lot of these guys' careers early on because the level of shape you have to be in to step on an NBA floor is just different. Right. All right. So I like that pick. That's a smart pick. So, you just did Oklahoma City again. So, I got New York up next. Woo! So, if I'm the Knicks, yeah. I, need, I need guard help. Um, Nerlens Noel, I believe, is a free agent. So, I don't know what I'm doing there. It's Duncan, not Duncan Robinson. Mitchell Robinson gets hurt a lot. The fine player, so I could use some love there. But I'm going to stick with the point guard, and I think they need offense. I'm going to go with a guy that can put the ball in the basket. I'm going to give them Cam Thomas from LSU. Okay. Yeah, so Cam Thomas, uh, again, 
Cade Cunningham is probably my first favorite player in the draft, but Cam Thomas is definitely top five. Um, I just like to say professional bucket getter. He's got a really good step back jumper. French will talk to us more in depth about his entire game. Really good step back jumper. Now they say six four. I'm gonna say mm. um, <laughs> I don't know about that. That might be like the furwood deck. I watched him a lot. Listen, man, I know six four, man. I'm six three. I don't think he's six four, but. If he is 6'4", that's great for him. Like I said, instant offense, I think he'd be a really good six-man-of-the-year candidate. He can play with multiple different type of players. He's a guy that can come in, hit shots, and get shots. Now, 32% from the three-point line. I think he took a lot of bad shots also at LSU. And, again, French will give us his little college breakdown. But I like what I see from him offensively as a scorer. All right. So, I'm a huge Cam Thomas fan, right? Mm. Because – couple things one he reminds me of like a baby Westbrook okay Mm. the shot isn't the best but he's a willing shooter if he's open right there's no hesitation right um and he makes tough shots if people remember early in Westbrook's career he wasn't the greatest jump shooter percentage wise but Westbrook always would make these like crazy clutch shots when when it mattered um now he's a good rebounder and he will pass the ball I really hope the Knicks don't draft him. Whoa. Um, And the reason is because I think the Knicks need, and I've been saying this all offseason, the Knicks need to go get themselves an NBA point guard that's available and really try to build off the last season. You want a veteran. I want a veteran. But if they do get Cam Thomas, that is a step in the right direction. But the only problem I have is, this would be yet another point guard the Knicks have drafted in the first round that isn't a great shooter. Mm. And when you put that around an R.J. Barrett, who's an okay shooter, a Reggie Bullock, who's a good three-point shooter, but free that's agent. really all you got. Free free, yeah, free agent. Al, you know, like they have – it's just going to be – it's a weird fit because he's not a great shooter. He's not like a prolific scorer, right? So I don't know how he fits on a team that's currently – and we saw in the playoffs, it's Julius Randle and a bunch of, oh, boy, I hope somebody gets – one or two guys get hot to keep us in the game. Yep. So. Right. You got up next, brother. All right. So you had New York. I get the team that eliminated New York in the first round, Atlanta Hawks, hey. who, man, they've been drafting well the last couple of years. And I think that continues with one of a guy I know you like, out of the University of Florida, point guard, Trey Mann. Yes, sir. Now, I had said before I wasn't big on Trey Mann necessarily going early in the first round because I don't think he's ready to be a starter. But you put him on an Atlanta team behind a guy whose name is also Trey, uh, you know, mm. I think he learns. They play a similar style. And I think that that's a good person to learn from. I think, you know, Lou Williams maybe isn't necessarily the guy they want to keep around as the backup point guard. Chris Dunn, eh, we don't know, you know, if they like him or not. So I think this would be a good fit, and it's great value for where they're picking in the draft. If they can get, you know, the third or fourth best point guard to fall to them and just sit right there, I think that's, you know, that's great for them based on, you know, what what they're probably missing. Mm. So, uh, no arguments here. Trey Mann is one of my first uh, favorite players in this draft. He is what I like to call a shot creator. Uh, I think I think I like to call him a jump shooting shot creator. 
He is really good as far as getting that step back off, that sidestep, any type of screen that can turn into a jump shot. He has a final way. He'll find a way of getting his own shot off. I love his offensive game defensively. Eh, but like you said, as a backup guard, perfectly fine role. All right, I got the Knicks again. Thank you very much, Dallas Mavericks, to that garbage bum, Christoph Porzingis. Not letting that go. All right, so if I'm the Knicks, I want some win-nail players. I don't got a lot of patience. I don't really want to take guys that are um, as far as projects. So I'm going to take a guy. This is a little early for him, but I think this is a Knicks pick. I think they're going to go with James Robinson Earl. All right. Now he's projected in the mid twenties. We're right. We're right close to that notch. So a couple picks early is fine. If you really value him. Okay. So this is one of the guys, again, I'm a massive Villanova fan. You know what I'm saying? I root for all my Philly schools, but I've been a Villanova fan for a long, long time. Kyle Larry days. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Um, Okay. So James Robinson Earl is, one of those Villanova players, very high IQ. Now, my only problem with this guy is that he has a nice jump shot, but it's not a three-point jump shot. He only shot 28% from the three-point line. Now, I think he can stretch his game. Super smart player, very solid defender, can guard multiple positions, heady player. You know what he can remind me of right now? Who? Josh Gibson. That's a good comparison for him. Just a guy that knows uh... what to do. Hold, hold, hold on. As far as a guy that knows what to do on a court and won't do dumb things and play above himself, only in that okay. sense. Okay. He plays okay. within himself. When I watch James Robinson Earl, I don't know if the question, you know, why is he trying to get a pick and roll? Why is he why is he taking so many dribbles? He is an efficient player. You know what I'm saying? Go ahead, talk to us about James Robinson Earl. I like James Robinson Earl in college. Uh hard worker. He is a mid range player. He is smart. My would be I don't know what position he right I don't think don't it matters like his too size much necessarily yeah six his, nine. his size his size bothers me and it's only because and this might have just been the system but he seemed to play really below the rim in college and I don't like that style if that's what he's trying to do at the next level I don't I, he's a question mark to me it could be a great pick it could not but mm. really solid. He's he's like he's gonna come in with that veteran mentality. His ceiling could be extremely high. No, he is at the next level yet. Okay. So next, uh, yes, the ahead, Los King. Angeles Lakers. Ahead, All right. So listen, everybody knows I'm a Laker fan. If this happens, what I'm about to say, if this happens, I'll be extremely happy going into next season. And I will be saying the Lakers win the chip next season. If this pick happens. I don't okay. think it will, but this is a guy that we have dropping in the first round. Mm-hmm. It could be a top 10 pick. Based oh, on I think he's... Go ahead. <laughs> I know you know I'm saying. This, this guy has Giannis written all over him. I'm saying... <laughs> The, the the remarks that Giannis got in 2013 are so similar to what this kid's getting now. I'm talking Usman Garuba mm. out of Spain. 6'8", 229. Um, 
for people that don't know, right? Played 90 professional games this past season for Real Madrid, top team in Spain. Uh, he won the Rising Star Trophy, which is the EuroLeague's best player under 22. He won best young player of 2020-2021 uh, season. Gold medals. So this kid knows how to play. Wings. He's the best defender in the draft. Okay. Scored four points per game last season. So mm. <laughs> he's one of these kids that they say could come in right now, start, play defense. You know, he'll get you some dunks, transition, but he's a, he would be a perfect fit for the Lakers for what mm. they would need. Somebody off the – they will not have Kyle Kuzma next season. So somebody <laughs> off the bench um, that could, you know, give you those LeBron rest minutes or those Anthony Davis rest minutes at either the three or the four and just give you that hard defense. And then hopefully any offense you get from him is a plus. But if he can – he'll be left wide open as a rookie. Mm. Learn to shoot a three in the corner, maybe that'd be a big help. But I think that's who the Lakers would take. Ah, uh, good pick. We'll see. I don't. I, I think the Lakers might wind up trading their pick for an overrated veteran, but we'll see, man. All right, next I got the twenty third pick. I got the Houston Rockets via the Portland Trail Blazers. Portland, you really could have used that pick. Now, <laughs> I could be wrong, but my guy is still on the board. And so I got to take him without even hesitating. Zaire Williams, he's on the board, right? Correct. Oh, I got to take him. So I honestly believe in my heart, after listening to Chad Ford's podcast, that this guy is going a lot sooner than this. But he might drop. Now, listen, French is going to give us context again. We talked about it a little bit before, but I think he's one of the most talented players in the draft. All right. So we got a 6'9 prospect, 185. Now, listen, 185 on 6'9 is skinny. All right. That's yep. okay, though. You're going to put on weight in the NBA. That's fine. I like his skills. He has a really nice shot fake that he can do a one-two dribble pull-up. He's got a good three-point shot. He needs to develop, all right? But I do think the fundamental skills of a long athletic player, wing player, that can guard and defend is there. And in today's NBA, it's one of the most coveted things. So, like I said, good value at this pick. I do believe ultimately draft night, he goes higher. He might wind up being in the green room. But um, Sire Williams, French, I, um, he had a lot he went through in college, man. I want you to talk to the people about that for a second. Yeah, so for the people that don't know, um, Zaire Williams was at Stanford, right? And it was a weird season altogether for them. So as a freshman, that, I mean, as a high school player, that's where he had signed. That's where he went. Pandemic happens, right? Nobody expects that. Yep. Now, as the pandemic's winding, you know, they're starting to figure out how to do sports. And they're like, we're going to play the season. The Pac-12 was one of those conferences that said they're not starting the season when everybody else does. So they started the season late. Now, that's difficult for a freshman, right? People Mm -hmm. would say, oh, well, he gets more practice time. Yeah, he does. But it's like you're used to playing at a certain time. And now you're not playing. You're watching everybody. watching all your friends play. And you're just sitting there, you know, practicing. And even with the practices, they can only practice with so much because of contact tracing. A bunch of stuff. So when the season does start, then they're only playing in the Pac-12, and the Pac-12 started doing these weird things where the scheduling was so strange that you, you were playing some games were playing double nights, and it was weird. He had yeah. an offseason. Yeah. Potential, potential, potential. This kid is good. Yeah. And like I said, for right here, I think it's just value, man. You got to go with some high upside. You talked about Giannis earlier, so 
at this pit at this point, if you're not a team that's just looking for like a steady solid player, just go for go for the go shoot for the moon, man. No, absolutely. And like I said, early originally we had them taking uh, Evan Mobley. Yeah. So I think this, you know, Zaire Williams, Evan Mobley. You have a John Wall. You have a one, two, Chris Wood, four, five. Evan you know, Porter Jr. Yeah, you're starting to build something. Yep. All right. So next is you know we're still in Houston. This guy's still on the board. I'm gonna. People are gonna think I'm crazy. Just hold on before y'all kill me. Kai Jones. Yep, I, yeah, he was my next Texas. pick, man. Now, they're gonna say, but, 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 French, you already took Evan Mobley, and they have Chris Wood. Great, cool. Their defense was terrible last season. <laughs> I mean, layups galore, and and Chris Wood block shots. Layups galore. <laughs> Kai Jones can come in, give you dunks, and give you blocks. Evan Mobley can give you blocks, defense, and some, you know, a little bit of everything. Right. But Kai Jones off the bench. Now you have a whole bunch of young players. And like we said before, we're going to keep saying this. Chris Wood is a ticking time bomb. I hate, you know, I don't wish injuries upon any player. But odds are Chris Wood at some point is going to be on the bench for one to two weeks. Right. And you're going to need some help in that back in the front court. Kai right. Jones, that's who you take. Yeah. Um, I don't have a problem with Kai Jones. Uh, really solid player. Uh, no arguments here. All right, so I got the 25th pick, and I have the Los Angeles Clippers. Now, to me, the Clippers don't really get win-now players. I think they get value here. And if we talk about value, I talk about a productive college player that's probably officially underrated at this point. And, again, if I pronounce this wrong, I want French, I want you to correct me. Ayo Desumu. Correct. Hey, that was the first time guess too. Okay, so listen, here's my little outlook on him. He improved as a shooter. Um, he played the point guard position. Well, it says shooting guard, but I think he was on the ball a lot too. Okay, so he played the shooting guard, but on the ball a lot. Um, productive college player. All right, he could score. Now sometimes he does a little too much. All right, his turnovers are a little high, but again, twenty points per game. 6.3 rebounds, 5.3 assists. You know, you say, is he doing it in the NBA? He doesn't have to, all right? You look at a guy like Terrence Mann, all right? You look at, you look at other players. You look at a guy who just come in and, it can, and can do something, stretches off the bench. And I think this is good value for the Clippers that can always continue to put youth in there as they kind of get rid of some of those non-productive veterans. Um, if the Clippers get him, this is an amazing pick. This is an upgrade for them. Even over Reggie Jackson, he played really well. The question for DeSumo was for a lot of people was whether or not he could play point guard at the NBA. Well, he could play point guard for the Clippers. Yep. He could play point guard for the Clippers with two extremely, you know, with two top 15 players well, in the one league right, right now. now. <laughs> well, yeah, one, Paul George. Shouts out to Kawhi. Get well soon. Right. Um, but, yeah, I think, and, you know, the pick, he could run pick and roll with Zubac. Because he ran the pick and roll with a Kofi Co- uh, Kofi Coburn in college, who he made look like you know potential NBA <laughs> player next season. So, yeah, that'd be a steal. For yeah, I just thought I just thought he was productive, man. I don't. I think you said he won a couple of awards in college. Oh yeah, he you know he was named the Bob Cousy Award winner, best point guard, mm. uh, Big Ten Player of the Year. So, or no, not Big Ten Player of the Year. That was uh, Luca Garza, but he was the runner up there. But he got all the big point guard awards. And this is my thing, the kid. 
every single season in college has gotten better and better and better. Mm-hmm. And he's figured out more efficient ways to score. So, listen, it's a steal. Yes, sir. It's on you, brother. All right, 26, the Denver Nuggets. Now, I went back and forth with this pick because part of me says you have to draft a point guard, right? But you can't. You can't You can't just draft a point guard because you need a point guard. Right. Because it's like you don't know when you're getting Jamal Murray back. So part of me was like, oh, this is the perfect spot for one guy that I really want to say goes here, and he might. I'm not going to say his name, but there's a guy that from, my, from my university that may go mm, here. Mm. But I think the Denver Nuggets are going to be smart here. And Will Barton, I think they need another versatile wing player. I think they go Herbert Jones out of Alabama. Okay. People are going to say, Mike, who's Herbert Jones out of Alabama? Uh, he was the SEC Player of the Year, SEC Defensive Player of the Year. That's who Herbert Jones is. Um, Herbert Jones is an animal. He is a 3 and D player by definition. He is a little undersized. You know, he was playing some five in college at 6'8", which is ridiculous. But he is, uh, he, he's, he's, solidly, he's, like, he's solidly built um, to play at the next level. He's going to be a 3-4. He can shoot. Um, not the greatest percentage. I think he was mid-30%, but he can shoot the three, and his defense is legitimate. And I think that's what Denver needs because you don't get that defense from Michael Porter Jr. Uh, Aaron Gordon, we'll see how long he can stay on the court next season because he's going to have to score or he can't play. And, you know, they're just going to have some issues. Denver needs some guys that, you know, are a little bit unique until they get their superstars or stars back. Right. Also, I think Denver might wind up signing a guy, uh, maybe trading for a guy. There's always a solid backup veteran that can play for you. Um, you know, they don't expect to get Jamal Barron back, I'm going to say, to at least the All-Star break because he got yeah. hurt pretty late in the season, you know. So, that's that on that. So, right, I am next. You just did Denver. So, I got Brooklyn oh, oh boy. in the house. All right, so Brooklyn is an interesting team. Obviously, we all know about the top of the top talent at the beginning. And they, but last year, to to my knowledge, I thought they were one of the most underrated teams as far as role players. Now they have a lot of free agents. They have a lot of guys they're gonna need. They're gonna just need talent. All right, now I know that people need win now players, but you just need guys that can play. You can develop a little bit because you're not requiring them to do next. So I'm going to go with Jaden Springer out of Tennessee. All right. Freshman, 6'4", 204. Um, like I said, I think they just need guard positions. Uh, if y'all remember Harden and Kyrie, well, Harden doesn't have a ton of injury history, but Kyrie has a ton, and they both missed a lot of games last year. So depth is important. All right, you got a guy in Jalen Springer that had over 43% of his threes in college, good spot-up shooter. Um, he's young. He's a freshman. Twelve point five points a game, three point five rebounds per game, two point nine assists. I think he's a pretty good value here at twenty six. Talk to the people about Jaden Springer. Yeah, so I'm a big Jaden Springer fan. He was one of the guys I talked about as uh, one of my players to watch late in the first round. I think if they go guard, great pick. I think he's someone that can easily be molded. You're not going to ask him to do a whole lot. You know, just come in, run that second unit. 
And even within that second unit, you're still going to have one of your three superstars out there with him. So I think that's a solid pick. I actually think the Nets may go a different route. And just a name for some people to watch mm-hmm. would be Charles Bassey out of Western Kentucky. He's a center. Um, he's a he's a shoots threes and can block shots kind of guy. And okay. I if I don't know if the Nets are going to go guard or go big man, but yeah, I do like Jaden Springer though. That's a solid pick, actually. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. It's on you, brother. Uh, I got your Philadelphia seventy. Sixers. Yes, sir. Now, I was sitting here like, oh, man, hey, I could man. do something. I was going to do something funny. I ain't going to lie to the people. I was going to pick, you know, some real scrub dude and just, you know, kind of get you to get a hot take. But I was like, actually, there's a guy that's sitting here. Take my guy. Hope you see the right name. That people do not know about. Uh, you might not be seeing my guy. But there's a guy sitting here. His name is Kessler Edwards. Mm. A lot of Pepper- players on the board, man. Out of Pepperdine. Okay, talk to us about Kessler Edwards. Six foot eight, two hundred fifteen pounds, small forward. Shot over forty percent from the three point line. College career. Mm. Here's the thing. He was one of those guys, not highly recruited out of high school. Went to where he could go. And played very well. He's an athletic freak. Okay? He hit a late growth spurt in high school. It's part of the reason he wasn't highly recruited. He reminds me, and here, hold your breath when I say the name, he reminds me of a better version of Pascal Siakam. Pascal Siakam is a good NBA player, so that's not a bad comp. No. So, But what I mean by better version is he's a better shooter. He is good slashing. And he plays decent defense. And I think to be on the Sixers, a team that's going to be contending for an Eastern Conference championship, as long as Joel Embiid is healthy, I think they need to add guys that can shoot mm-hmm. and guys that can play defense. That's the only mm-hmm. way you're getting on the floor in Philadelphia next season. Thanks. I don't have the problem with the pick. There was a guy on the board that I'm going to take next that I wish you would have took. That's okay, though. So for 29 in the Phoenix Suns, Listen, Phoenix had a great year. All right, remember, context is important. Phoenix have not made the playoffs since almost the Steve Nash era, all right? With this new regime, Ed and Chris Paul, seeing the development of Devin Booker, um, DeAndre Ayton, and everybody else, it's very important that they continue to add talent because when guys go to the finals, those contracts can shoot up. Uh, Agents are going to start acting for more. So I'm going to take a guy I wish Prince took for my Sixers. Bones, Nashawn Highland. All right, now listen. okay. You want three point shooting? How about seven point three attempts a game? That's NBI value. All right, of thirty eight percent shooting. Good shooter, high character kid, good energy, smart player. I'm all in on Bones from VCU. So I like Bones Highland. Uh, I did get to see him play a lot. Here's my concern. Turnovers from trying to do too much Mm -hmm. and fouls. Yeah. He commits a lot of fouls, and what worries me is a lot of his fouls are offensive. They're push-offs. I think he's very talented. I think under the right coaching, he's going to learn that he doesn't need to do certain things, Mm -hmm. which will make him a smarter player. I think it's a great value pick there. If he drops, 
to Phoenix. Mm-hmm. It's a great value pick. But yeah, I'm a big fan. He's a young kid. But yeah, it's a good value. So, you know, end of the end of we're almost towards the end there. This is where I call the smart teams pick. All right. It's real simple. These are the teams that are consistently picking at the end of the first round for a reason. They're good. I think Utah's in a position where they can get better. And I think it's at the point guard spot. I think that was one of the reasons that they lost in the playoffs is that Mike Conley was kind of injured. They didn't they don't have a backup point guard. As good as Jordan Clarkson is, he is not a point guard. Thanks. Miles McBride out of West Virginia. Hey, and this is late for him. He's going higher than this. Yeah, it's late for him. I think he goes if he drops to Utah, it's a perfect fit for a potential backcourt of him and Donovan Mitchell. I think they both play defense. I think they both can shoot. He runs good tempo. He likes to get other guys involved, but he's also aggressive. But he takes smart. He has smart aggression. He doesn't play outside of his game. He knows what he can and cannot do. So I think that would be the pick there, Miles McBride. Uh, now this doesn't seem right. I got the last pick, right? No. No. You got thirty-one, Milwaukee. Oh, okay. Oh no, no. I'm sorry. That was the last pick, Utah. I thought. I thought you okay. had the last pick. Yep, Utah. Yeah, so you had the last pick. Um, with our draft, there's a lot of guys in there. Now, listen, I'm going to say something in French. He might fall on the floor laughing. I watched this guy, and I ripped him up in college because I thought he was slow, thought he was big for nothing, and I thought he just dominated guys. He was stronger. But since college ended, he has transformed his body. He looks a lot more better physically. His shooting has improved. And I think a good second-round pickup would be Luke Garza. You still there, buddy? Listen, uh, <laughs> I had to pick my job off the floor there, man. Um, he looks like he's a better. He's not even. A, he's a different athlete. I looked at him. He lost like thirty pounds, man. Listen, so <laughs> I refuse to put second Luke round pick, baby. An athlete, second round pick value. I refuse to put Luca Garza an athlete in the same sentence. Second he can play. Pick. Um, no, there's no value. If you get Luca Garza, you're just adding to your G League team. I disagree. I think he's going to be a burly veteran. Think he's smart, physical. I think he can play. But there's a lot of guys in here. Is there any guy, any anybody else you want to shine light on before? Oh, 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 oh. A guy that we didn't get to talk about that I would have took if we had another pick, but French took the last pick is Isaiah Tyre. You got anything on Isaiah Tyre? Yeah, I mean he's going to go in the first round. Yeah. <laughs> Listen. Our picks were based off of teams not making trades or anything like that. Yeah. So there's some guys here that we're going to clearly have wrong because the teams are going to move around. And also, teams are going to do dumb stuff, you know. Yeah. Somebody's going to take a guy way too early. Somebody's going to take a guy going to fall. And that's the thing. When people start reaching, that means other guys are going to drop, and that also means they're going to have to get taken. And this is just an example for some people. If somebody reaches early – on, let's, Alperin Sanguine, right? The kid out of Turkey. Let's say some for some reason he goes in the top five after Mobley. Well, that's a problem now because if you needed a big man, you're going to have to start drafting one earlier than you wanted to, which means some really good players are going to drop to these smart teams that are going to be like, oh, cool, a Miles McBride who should have went top 20 fell to me. Or, you know, Garuba who should, you know, go top 15 fell to the late 20s. Right. So, before we get out of here, I want to have a little fun real quick. 
uh, something or nothing. You guys uh, don't stop talking about this topic. Um, I'm going to retire next week just for a week because we got a lot of draft talk. But we got some fun topics today. All right, French, something or nothing. Leangelo Ball is expected to sign with the Hornets and be on their summer league roster. This is absolutely nothing. <laughs> it's absolutely nothing. Listen, he's under. There's nothing for him in the NBA. I'm not saying he's not talented, but dude, just go to Europe, man. You can, listen. Yeah, he go to can China, play. Go to it's just that as far as NBA athleticism, it's tough, man. He's a little. He's kind of just like a. He's like a burly college player. Like he would have been really good. If he would have played at um, UCLA. And instead of steel, but hey, whatever. Oh. Go ahead. No, often people are like, "Oh, he's like he can be like a Doug McDermott." Listen, Doug, Doug McDermott, McDermott is six, six foot nine. nine. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Pascal Siakam is a v- considered available for trade by sources around the league via Jake Fisher. Pretty incredible guy. Something or nothing. Something. Something. Something heard. Has to, has to be. Pascal Siakam on the right team. I mean, you're a title contender. You saw what Drew Holiday for the Bucks. You put Pascal Siakam on a team that's already got playoff experience, a la, what about the Atlantis in that John Collins situation? Like, mm. Siakam can go certain places where you could be like, to watch him. Um, okay. Something or nothing. Chet, um, the Stein line, Mark Stein, uh, former ESPN and New York Times that does uh, content on Substack now says Toronto is another team he's heard that has some interest in trying to get Ben Simmons. Something or nothing. Something. Ben Simmons would be a good fit in Toronto to play a fleet. This because there's things on Toronto that the Sixers would like to have to maybe bolster their roster a little bit, um, potentially assign a trade with Lowry. So this is definitely something. All right. Now, this is pretty interesting. There is rumors that Bradley Beal might demand a trade before the draft because he knows trading before the draft would be the best time to get it done. And at the top of his list is Boston, Golden State, Miami, or Philadelphia. I don't believe Miami's on that list. I believe Miami put themselves on that list. Something or nothing. Boston's on that list either. Uh, This is something. They might say it's just because of the Jason Tatum. It's because of his buddy. This is something, and I don't know – what exactly it is, because this is where we would find out what an actual NBA uh, offensive superstar's value would be. Because mm. if he did this, but if he and a team, well, we you know that would set the new market for the you know are you better than Bradley Beal? Well, then you deserve more than what he just got. So it's really something. All right, and last but not least, something or nothing. Miles Turner has been discussed a lot to the Warriors. Do you think it makes more sense that they just keep Wiseman and try to fill other positions or trade for Turner? Uh, trade for Turner if it doesn't mean giving up other lottery picks. I just want people to know that Miles Turner is not good at rebounding. Just, He's not good gotta, at rebounding. But that's but what that's I said. Okay. If, it doesn't, if you don't have to give up either lottery pick, I would do it. Because okay. I do think he's a much better fit offensively for what they need than Wiseman is. I just think they're giving up on. I think they're kind of selling low on Wiseman. I think he's good. I have a something for you. Okay, okay, a little switch up, switch roots. Something or nothing. There is a 
two days ago on Twitter, Jamar DeRozan and Kyle Lowry reportedly would like to link up again and play free agents on the same team. Both considering such as Philadelphia, Angeles Lakers, or nothing. So I think it's something and nothing. All right. Okay. Um, I think that might be true, but Kyle Lowry is going to demand well over $20 million. DeMar DeRozan is going to want $20 million. So the only way to me this happens is they either go to a team that's pretty bad and play together, which I don't think they want to do because both of those guys are accomplished players, or if they take way less money and sign one-year deals. I don't believe these guys are going to L.A. L.A. doesn't have cap space. Nope. All right? And those guys aren't signing no two, three million deals. They can get money somewhere, especially Kyle Lowry. All right? And DeRozan. All right? There's value out here in this league. So I'm going to say something because they probably do want to play together, but nothing because I don't think any good teams, unless they're going to have to make massive trades, have the cap space to trade for those guys. <coughs> the New York Knicks. <laughs> that's a, that's. I, I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. Again, eh, New York, no, yeah, New York's pretty good. That's not too far from Toronto. Both of those That'd guys. That'd be an are, interesting starting five. That'd be interesting. Interesting is a good way to put it. Yeah. All right, though. We're going to wrap this up. This is really good time. Um, we're going to wrap this up. We're going to come back next week. What do you think? Tuesday? When's the draft? Tuesday. I think the draft is Thursday. Yeah, so we'll do Tuesday. Yeah, we'll do Tuesday and maybe... See, I was thinking like a pre-draft pod. Yeah. Thursday before the draft. Yeah, and then we'll have the Saturday pod. We'll have the post-draft pod. Post pod. So we'll give you all the draft coverage. Uh, on our next mock draft, we're going to be doing it from our perspective. So we're going to have fun. Now, not the guys that we do a lot of things. This past draft, we did team needs. Our next draft, we're going to do guys we want. All right? Yep. So we're going to have complete fun. We're not worried about we'll, – we'll, we'll, we know what the team's needs, but we're taking guys we like. All right? So we're going to have a lot more fun on our next mock draft. Mock draft. One, two, three, four point oh. All right. So we're moving, guys. All right. As always, I'd like to thank French, our guest, for joining us. French, any last words you want to say to the people before we bounce? Only parting words I got is Kendrick Perkins. Man up. Savage. All right. <laughs> All right, y'all. Now listen, y'all know what I'm about to say, but I'm gonna say it anyway. The best listen, listen to this podcast, download the anchor app, whether you have Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher. Radio Public, CastBox, Overcast, and many, many more. You'll get notifications like when episodes like this one will come on. All right, we'll be back Tuesday. Hashtag Know Your Role Player. Put it in your story. Tell a friend. You know, share it. Like, subscribe. Appreciate y'all for all the love and continuous support. We're moving, having a really good year. I'll talk to y'all Tuesday. All right? Peace.